0: You are now tuning into the the in-the-pocket edition of the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, also known as GEM. This in-the-pocket edition is presented by SportsCenter Bar & Grill. SportsCenter Bar & Grill is located on 624 Wellington Street West in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, and has been named the Sioux's Best Sports Bar for five years in a row. Count them, five years in a row. Also named the Sioux's Best Wings for two years in a row. Head on down to SportsCenter today to enjoy many delicious menu options, in-house or for takeout. In particular, highlight Mondays and Wednesdays, so you can have the pleasure to enjoy 75 cent wings from the best in town. Sports Center is the original home to the Game Sports Show since 2015, a true member of the family. And with the atmosphere Sports Center brings, there is no better spot to enjoy the game or time with friends. The Game Sports Show sends a cheers and a salute to the Sioux's
1: best sports bar. Yo, and booyah. Welcome back, Jim listeners. Dave McKeg is not with us this week, so I am EJ Russell filling in again for the in the pocket segment, sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill, we'll get the ads out of the way right off the bat. Sports Center Sue's Best Sports Bar five years in a row, two years Best Wings. Remember to get listeners to vote. Okay, I'm here to tell you guys that you need to vote coming up. The polls are opening. Let's make it six years in a row Best Sports Bar, three years in a row Best Wings. Make sure you check out Sports Center Bar and Grill Sue's Best Sports Bar five years in a row, two years Best Wings. Also check them out on social media, Facebook, and Instagram. The In the Pocket segment is also sponsored by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Holy cow, I can speak English. The Northern Superior Brewing Company. Check out the taproom at Northern Superior Brewing Brewing Company. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, as well as their website, northernsuperior.org, where they are superior and it's a northern thing. Again, Gem listeners, welcome back to the In the Pocket segment. I am your special guest host this week, E.J. Russell, and we are excited to have another great show for you guys today. I mean, it's probably the best podcast out of anything on the Gem platform. Remember to check us out at thegamesportshow.com, thegamesportshow.podbean.com com. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podtail, Podworld. I know that's one I always say on the hot seat. Uh, we're on Google now as well. Google Podcasts. Make sure you check us out. TheGamesSportsShow.com. TheGamesSportsShow.Podbean.com. With us, as always, this week is our favorite Colts fan. He is a Sue Saint Marie legend. He is the man, the myth, the legend. With us, as always, is Justin Heichel. Justin, how you doing, buddy? Welcome back to the show. It's
2: uh, good to be back again this week. Good to be talking to you, fellas. Uh, Nice uh, Thursday nighter. uh, Quick addition here for the Browns game for EJ.
1: Well, we'll get into the Browns game in a minute because that's a game I want to certainly make sure that we touch on this week. But we do have another special guest with us this week. He's been semi-regular on this show. He's been the co-host of the Hot Seed Podcast. He is ExNAB Excellence, the notorious N-O-R-S-E. With us tonight is Tyler Willette from Downstate Fire Up Chips Central Michigan. Student Tyler is with us this week. Tyler, how you doing, buddy?
0: Doing good, EJ. Doing good. Uh, I appreciate the fire up chips. They just got a very big homecoming win last weekend. I remember about half of that game. Um, But no, it was a good weekend. Uh, Glad to be back on the show and ready to talk some football. Big week ahead for sure.
1: Well, it certainly is a big week and we just came off a pretty wacky week of football in week six. So Heiko, I'll go to you first. What was the game? Uh, out of everything that you saw, that you want to choose to talk about this week, we'll e- we'll each hit a couple of highlights on some games last week. We'll get into our uh, where the standings are for the pick, and then we'll make our picks today. Keep it nice and
2: short. Oh, well, I mean, <clears throat> Dave's not here, so I guess uh, I think the uh, I'll, I'll touch on the Steelers game uh, from Sunday night. I mean, I thought that was uh, I I, don't, I thought that was kind of just going to be a, a walk in the park for Pittsburgh uh and you know I, I thought Seattle was uh gonna be look looking pretty rough there i mean I, with uh, russell wilson being out i i wasn't giving the seahawks much uh much hope and to be honest i was uh, i was traveling a bit on the weekend uh listening to n f l radio and uh you know some other sports radio shows and i mean i wasn't alone in the in and you know thinking probably the Steelers this maybe was a chance for them to come back uh you know, build some goodwill and you know people's hearts like ours where thinking maybe the Steelers still can do something this season. And Geno Smith was uh, I I don't know man. I that it blew me away. I was if you would have told Down the Geno hole we go or what? Yeah, well I mean he almost had like over a hundred passer rating I and mean, he ended up with a 99.6 23 to 32.
1: Can, can uh, we all admit, just, though, for a second, that passer rating or QBR, we all don't know what it really means. We just no, know what is good. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I
2: don't understand the calculation. I mean, I, I grew up on Peyton Manning, and so I just kind of know what number's good well, and what you're, number's and, bad.
1: And you're a football coach. Like, I'm a math guy. Tyler's not a dummy. The, the man's fantastic with numbers. None of us know what it means.
2: No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, there's like, a lot it's, that it's, goes it's, into it, I'm sure. It's it's probably easier to like do your taxes than it is to come up and figure out the calculation for quarterback rating. And, like Roethlisberger was. Way, I, that's we'll get into this. We should have a whole show of figuring out quarterback rating. Um,
1: well, well, I, I, let's, I, well, let's talk about this for a second. Big Big Ben certainly was a reason um, that the Steelers find a way to win the game. But Tyler, Najee Harris, in the Pittsburgh running game, along with their defense, are they getting the production that they need there? To continue to find success this year, they're they're sitting at three and three. They're tied with my Cleveland Browns at the bottom of the division right now. Um, is Pittsburgh a team that's going to rely on the rushing game to help them out more, or do they need that defense to step up uh, to another level?
0: Uh definitely both. Uh, you can't really rely on Big Ben anymore uh, as you used to uh, be able to. Um, J- uh, Juju Smith banged up. He's out for the year, I believe it was. Or well, he's on the just IR.
1: yeah. And just so listeners know, Big Ben went 29-40 of 40 for 229 yards and a touchdown. Those those aren't championship numbers right. from your quarterback.
0: And that's kind of what I think they're going to be asking for Big Ben this year. Um, it's definitely they're relying on the defense quite a bit. Uh, players like T.J. Watt, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, those guys that – Devin Bush, you know, they, they all came up huge. T.J. Watt had a crazy good game. Uh, two sacks, uh, forced fumble at the end there. Um, so I think they definitely have to rely on their defense. Uh, Najee Harris is a guy that's going to get 20 carries a game. He had 24. I think he's probably been over 20 all all year. Uh, so they're going to work him. He's a rookie. Uh, the line is still not great, which sucks for Najee Harris. But I think he has a lot of potential. Um, the, the division's tough. It is. Uh, you got Cleveland, obviously. Uh, they've been banged up. They're struggling a little bit. But uh, Ten guys out this week exactly cincinnati they're four and two right now i think yeah so they're up there and then um obviously yeah it's it's and then the ravens you know that's that's one of the toughest divisions in football so I, I don't know how pittsburgh really is going to be able to keep up with all of that um i don't know how their schedule looks i'm sure it's this is a huge win at home they needed this one um with russell wilson out and like hike was saying it was a lot closer than it probably should have been especially like a prime time game in pittsburgh uh, they're known for playing well in those conditions. Uh, but yeah, Geno is playing well enough to keep them. They're two and four. That season's rough. They're in probably the hardest division with the AFC North. Um, yeah, I don't know what the Seahawks go for after this, but they're hurt all over the place. Chris Carson's out, uh, Wilson out. Um, they're struggling for sure. But yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, obviously, they didn't play as well as they wanted to, winning in overtime. But the big thing is they got the win, and let's see if this they can build some momentum on this for sure.
1: Well, and for me, I, I, Tyler, I'll, I'll uh, entirely piggyback off of what you were saying. The Pittsburgh defense really stepped up in this game. When you look at tackles for loss, okay, which is a significant statistic in football, the ability to disrupt in the backfield. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks had two tackles for losses, one sack. Pittsburgh Shields had five sacks and ten total tackles for loss. Okay. That plays a huge factor, and especially with the amount of talent that they have on the defensive side of the football. I know that Tyler, you chose to highlight uh, T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, but Cam Hayward is still a guy that's been in this league for a long time. You got Bush back there, who's an incredibly for talented sure. player, and, and a cornerback that's no slouch. And Joe Hayden that's back there, kind of holding down that that veteran status at the corner position, uh, which they desperately. Need with a young guy like Minga Fitzpatrick. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense has been the reason that they stepped up. I did say that this was going to be a closer game. I think I had this one like 21-17, so I'm happy with the 20-23 to final. Uh, but I'm not buying the Geno Smith anything here. Yes, he did what he was supposed to do, 23-32. Um, goes out, throws for 209 yards, MVP. touchdown, and doesn't turn. He didn't turn over the ball, and that's his job right now, is to not turn over the ball. But the difference between the Seahawks this year and the Seahawks, that have been some of those greater teams in the NFL is their ability to disrupt the game in the backfield, whether it was guys like um, uh, who's in Baltimore, Uh, Earl Thomas, whether it was Richard Sherman, whether it's Bobby Wagner, whether it's Cliff Averill, whichever piece of talent that they had on that team, their defense isn't the same as what they were in the past. So we'll choose to wrap up that game there. Tyler, what was the game to you? I, I mean, I know you're a Detroit Lions fan, uh, if you want to touch on Cincinnati, I thought they looked absolutely fantastic in that game. Um, you can pick whatever game you'd like. I, no, I'm sorry. I, I I won't bring that as my game. But Cincinnati really looks scary right now, especially since Jamar Chase has come on, finding the football a lot better. Joe Burrow is playing at a championship level, in my opinion. I don't think he's a championship team, but he's playing championship level football. Tyler, what was your game of the week?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not going to touch on the Lions loss. I don't really want to talk about them. They go to 0-6. That's a game they one of the winnable games they have on their schedule looking at it, which makes me really sad that they lost by 34 to 11. I think it was. So, yeah, not great. Uh, but the game that with I, the garbage
1: and it, and it, and let's let's admit those last eight points were garbage time.
0: Oh, for sure. It, yeah. They were never even close to competing. It was pathetic at home. You have to. I don't know. Anyway, um, the game I was really I watched pretty much this whole game was Dallas and the Patriots uh, in New England. Uh, A great game. Um, Dallas came out on top in overtime. Uh, The fourth quarter in that game was insane. I don't know if you guys caught that. Um, It was uh, back to – Trayvon Diggs had a pick six. Uh,
1: It was – no, he – and I'm glad you said his name. Does he not look like the best cornerback in the NFL right now? But, yeah, that was an exciting end of the game.
0: Oh, it was insane. Uh, Two minutes to go, 2.30. Diggs has a pick six to put him up by five. Um, And then the next play on offense, the – Patriots scored a seventy-five-yard touchdown, go up three, and then Cowboys get a field goal, go OT, then they win it with a CD Lamb touchdown. Uh, who's been playing phenomenal? CD Lamb has been the best receiver out of that class that was loaded in receivers by far, I would say. I don't know by, by far, but he's in my opinion, he is. He had one hundred forty-nine yards, two touchdowns.
1: Justin um, Jefferson?
0: Yeah, I I pick CD right yeah.
1: now. Come, uh, come on, I know, uh, I don't know about that, Tyler. I
0: would, I know <clears> in the class. <throat> but I would pick CD Lamb right now. He. Obviously, he has a better quarterback uh, on his side, but I think <laughs> Lamb's been unreal um, since he's been in the league. They're both up there, and they're both... Because that was a class with, like, Jerry Judy and um, Ruggs, right? They were all first-rounders, and Judy's been... Yep, Henry Ruggs. Yep. Rugs was the first one taken out of all of them, which is insane when you look back at that. Um, but anyway, uh, I think the Cowboys are legit. This This is such a big win for, like, that organization. Like, going to... Obviously, New England's not New England how they used to be. But anytime you can go there and beat Bill, Bill Belichick in like a it was a prime time four o'clock game, um, especially how they did it. They went down fourth. You know, they got that pick six. Uh, I think they're looking really well. Um, Dallas is five and one on the year. Uh, obviously, they're going to win that division. This division's horrible. Um, so I wouldn't I'm surprised <laughs> if they made some noise in the playoffs this year, finally get over the hump. But I was really impressed with the Cowboys uh, this week, for sure.
1: Well, and I'd like to take two seconds before I pass it over to Hike, and, and this will kind of lead into my question for you, buddy. Um, Dak Prescott throws for 36-51 for 445 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Okay. Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, 15-21 for 229, one touchdown, one pick. Okay. The efficiency of Mac Jones – is significantly above where a lot of people thought he would be in this year. My question for you, Hike, is if they put the ball in Mac Jones' hands, do the Patriots find a way to win this game? They scored 14 points in the first quarter and then find a way to come back in the fourth to get it close. Cowboys end up winning it in overtime. But it, it, does Mac Jones deserve more of an opportunity to throw the ball? I mean, 15 of 21, that's incredible efficiency. We're talking sub or, uh, plus 75% completion percentage.
2: I mean, <clears throat> I caught the fourth quarter of this game and then into the overtime, and it was one of the most enjoyable games of football I've watched in a little while. I, and, and to like, touch on the Mac Jones thing, I honestly, and I, you know, watched a couple shows Monday that seemed to share the opinion with me. I think he's being held back a little bit right now. I think you need to give him a little more leash. Uh, he's, he's unbelievable. Like, he's, and I mean, you know, we said a lot that you know Tom Brady was a system quarterback, and maybe you know Mac Jones is slotting into the system nicely. But they look so similar I, when they play; it's so yeah, weird. like, like it, it's, I, it's
1: it's uncomfortable to watch. It's, so it's then, like, is so then is it is it Belichick? Is it Mac? It is this is the question I'm going to ask both of you guys and Tyler? I'll let you answer first. Keep it short, and then we'll go back to Hike and let him finish. Is Mac Jones' success? directly correlated to Bill Belichick's ability to coach football or is Mac Jones that good of a player uh, and Belichick found another one
2: no i th- i honestly think that this is this is Mac Jones relationship with his offensive coordinator and his offensive coordinator found someone who's similar in the relationship that he had with Tom Brady i i yeah, don't think the belichick I be- thing i think i think the belichick thing kind of has a a a time limit on it Tyler,
0: I, I would say that I think Mac is playing uh, at a way faster level than the other rookie quarterbacks because he's in like that Belichick Patriots system. Like if he was on like the Jaguars, like like a Lawrence, I think he would be struggling a little more. So I think a lot of it plays with Belichick and like how like you said the OC. Um, but Mac, obviously in college with Alabama, he was insane. Um, but when you have the best roster in the in college, like you you should be that good. But you've seen so many Bama quarterbacks coming into the league and just not pan out after having great uh, seasons. And it looks like Mac might kind of break that streak. Um, it would be interesting to see. I think he's in the perfect position to do so. Uh, obviously, like we like were saying, Belichick, you can't really be in a better spot organization-wise. Um, and they'll get weapons to surround him. They don't have a bunch right now. Um, but he's a rookie. Like He has a lot of time. He's only 23. Um, he's definitely the guy of the future. They traded up to get him, I believe. So I, I, I think... I think he's going to be good for a while.
1: Well, oh, and, and, you know, yes, obviously the, the glaring statistic when we look at the NFL in the league that we have today, we, we want to look at the passers first. But for me, the, the piece of this game that really spoke a lot to me, look at the number of tackles between both teams, okay? Patriots had, uh, let me get this back here, total tackles. 88 total tackles to 53. The Patriots' defense was on the field more than the Dallas Cowboys. Now, when you hear that, you go, okay, well, you don't want to have your defense on the field. When you're tackling at that level of efficiency that they are, that's something to be said, okay? Both running backs, let's look at them for a second. Excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott versus Harris. 17 carries for Elliott, 18 carries for Harris. 69 yards for Elliott, 101 yards for Harris. The reason I'm choosing to point this out is, yes, the Patriots defense is better than we thought they were. And that's after they've moved on from Stefan Gilmore. OK, I still think that they're one of the best defenses in the league right now, uh, probably. Uh, actually, I'll go as far as to say that they're the most underrated defense in the league right now. Um, they're, they're doing a great job there. But when you get the kind of rushing production that the Patriots have against a team like the Dallas Cowboys who do have a great defense or are supposed to have a great defense, they're 5-1, they should be pretty good. And they have one of the best, arguably, offensive lines in the NFL. You know, Smith, uh, on the outside, is one of the biggest, strongest, meanest dudes I've ever seen. He's one of the best tackles in the history of the game. Um, Dallas has to find a way to get more rushing production because they shouldn't be winning a game in overtime against a team that falls to two and four. They were playing a sub 500 team and barely squeaked out a win. This speaks more to me about the quality of the team that the new England Patriots are going to have in the future. And I think Tyler, you nailed that right on the head. They're building something there. The new England Patriots um, with, with big Belichick and little Belichick, both, uh, Bill Belichick and Steve Belichick, who I thought has done an incredible job, whether or not he's licking his lips like a psychopath, uh, he's done an absolutely fantastic job there in New England. I think That's that this funny. team come, ne- yeah, thank you. Uh, I think that this team next year uh, is going to be a division winner, in and a division that is looking like in the near future with two in Miami, w- with um, Justin Allen in Buffalo. And Zach Wilson, who I think still needs to get to get a fair shake here, that could be one of the best divisions in football for a long time. A lot of young quarterbacks in that division. Might the be New Watson. England Patriots.
2: Well,
1: yeah, I was going to say
2: two of this week.
1: Well, and, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I thought that the New England Patriots, even in a losing performance, showed me that they're probably the best sub-500 team in the NFL this week. Moving on from this game, I want to get into my game of the week, and this is kind of a weird matchup to bring up. I want to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Tyler, when we were doing our picks last week, I kind of gave you a little this or that. Hey, who's done this? Who's done that? Lions-Vikings. The Vikings have found all three of their wins, I'm pretty sure, are in one-score games, and a lot of those losses are in one-score games. And to find a way to win that game on the road, I think that the Minnesota Vikings might be the best team in the NFC North. It maybe the NFC as a whole that people aren't talking about. I know that they don't look flashy on paper, but when Dalvin cooks healthy, when Kirk Cousins plays well, when the defense steps up, and Justin Jefferson plays like he looks like he might be the next top five wide receiver in this NFL for the next five to ten years, are the Minnesota Vikings poised to make a run at the NFC North? Do they make the playoffs? And to win this game on the road, do you discredit Sam Darnold at all? Those are kind of the storylines that I'm looking at. Uh, Tyler, I'll go to you, and then Michael, I'll let you touch up on it.
0: Um, I think uh, the fact that they're winning these post games shows a lot. Um, like you, see, yeah, they all their losses have been by single digits as well um so every game pretty much they've been in has been close um and that shows a lot now,
1: down this, what's up and, and while you get into this i just want to make sure i point this out because this i meant to to bring up during the introduction which i certainly think deserves acknowledgement before we talk about this game specifically Kirk cousins was 33 of 48 for 373 yards and three touchdowns that's a big game from him
0: that's a good defense too carolina um The next four games, I'm looking at that's this is going to be super telling. And if they can make a playoff run, they got Cowboys at home, at Baltimore, at the Chargers, and then Packers at home. So if they can go, I'd say two and two out of that stretch, be five and five on the year, and then their schedule really gets still tough, but obviously a little easier than that. um, I think if they can split those four games, they can make the playoffs. That's what I'd say. Obviously, three and one's a lot better, but those are a lot of tough games ahead. Um, It comes down to Cousins making – he's had a really good game. Uh, He's known to make some bonehead turnover plays down the stretch too. So it's Cook has to be healthy too. He's already been banged up this year. I'm sure he's going to miss at least, I would say, two more games this year. He always ends up doing that. Um,
1: And Dalvin Cook is a player that's known for his injury history.
0: Right, and they have a solid backup in Madison. Uh, Obviously not even close. It's not close to how good Cook is when he's fully healthy though. But uh, Thielen is one of the most underappreciated players in the NFL, too. I, those two receivers are up there, like duo wise, and no one really talks about him and Jefferson. Um, I think no, the Tyler, Packers. Be-
1: what's oh, up? Go ahead, finish, please. I, I think go the Packers
0: are going to run away with the North. Um, but the Vikings could uh, maybe sneak into a wild card spot for sure.
1: Now, just because I know you're a college football guy, um, well, who, who's the team this weekend I was watching? It was Cook. Cook Jr. or Cook the Third Is that Dalvin Cook's brother? Uh, what was that game? Did you watch that? Oh, uh, not really sure. Oh, what? boy. I'm trying to remember who Is that, was, running that back? I was watching. It was either, I think it was the Georgia game. Georgia versus Kentucky. And the second rushing touchdown that game. Tyler, are you looking it up real quick? Yep. Yeah, so the second rushing touchdown that game was scored by cook the third and his whole body type and i'm talking about the physical structure of the yeah man. his haircut cook there, here is, is, there, yeah, is he is he related to dalvin yeah, cook? Can we get a,
0: james cook
1: does anybody have? i know i'm trying to i'm talking he our looks way a lot like him. look it up no, yeah, does yeah. he not is uh, that, is yeah he they look very similar same haircut, same name, same rushing style. Yeah, they're same, brothers. <laughs> they are brothers? Okay, then.
0: They are brothers, yep.
1: Okay, So, well, first of all, then why didn't Dalvin get to be the third? What did he do wrong? Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I just want to ask that uh, if you haven't watched the Georgia uh, fo- football team this year, University of Georgia, they look really good. Um, Probably the best Dalvin Cook. The uh,
0: uh, be,
1: they're number one. They, I
2: would say that right I, now. The,
1: Okay, hike. Can we let's go on a little mini tangent here, hike. You watching college football at all or no?
2: No, we don't really. I don't get much of it up here. So anytime there be, like, be college football on, I you usually get like get Coastal
1: Carolina it. or something.
2: I get like the CFL <laughs> or I get I got like the Wednesday night like whatever TC whatever was playing on a Wednesday nighter.
1: Oh yeah. Well, let me uh, let me do this real quick. Since since we season. are a football show, uh, Tyler, give me your quick two one two three in college football.
0: Oh, uh, like my top teams? Um, yeah, give
1: me a quick one, two, three. Let's go uh, the listeners of this show that may be based in Canada. If you're not a fan of college football, one of my favorite parts, and Tyler, I'll give you a second to look this up because this wasn't something we planned on talking about. Oh, yeah. It, 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 if you haven't gotten a chance to our listeners in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and those um, that are our neighbors to the north, I say that as I'm located here. Actually, today I'm in Gladstone, Michigan, staying at uh, my dear friend's house, dog sitting. Uh, and boy, am I in for a treat this weekend. Um, <laughs> college football is, is, is phenomenal. If you're not watching American college football, the pageantry, the the spirit behind it is phenomenal. Tyler, let me get a quick one, two, three, because it's been an exciting couple weeks last in last college football. Just real quick yeah. to touch on it. Who's your one, two, three?
0: Uh, I still got Georgia at one. Uh, probably, I took at Bama at two and then Ohio State at three. And right now, Bama's four, Ohio well, State's five, so...
1: Here, here's where I'm going to go. Georgia's number one in the country right now. I'll say um, Oklahoma's probably number two. Depends on the quarterback. De- Caleb Williams well, is- but no matter who they put in, whether it's Spencer Rattler or Wade, or, 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 they're, they're getting it done. Okay? Yeah. They're finding ways to win football games. Been shaky. And, they're been fine- shaky. and, and in, sh- in shaky situations too. But for those of you who aren't paying attention to college football, this might be the first time that a non-Power 5 conference gets into the college football playoff. Cincinnati is my number three team in the country. As long as they went out, I think they make it into the college football playoff this year. I hope so. If you're a fan of college football or a fan of football in general, Jim listeners, do yourself a favor. Keep an eye on Cincinnati because they have the potential to to do something that not only has – it's never been done in the college football playoff, it really was never done in the BCS era outside of Boise State, beating Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl on the Statue of Liberty play. I'll never forget Ian Johnson running the, you know, behind the mm-hmm. back, Ian Johnson, number 41 for, for the team on the Blue Smurf turf, uh, carrying sure. the end zone, winning the game, and then he proposed to his girlfriend. That was an incredible, incredible story. If you're a fan of football, Jam listeners, please, Follow Cincinnati this year. I, it's it's none of my bias towards Ohio because Tyler will tell you I hate Cincinnati. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what, go what, Cleveland, that'd... go Browns, go Indians, go Cavaliers. Oh, I'm sorry. Cincinnati doesn't have a basketball team. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, well, but pay attention to college football. There's an exciting season going on. Michigan up uh, at six. Michigan's at six right now. Uh, well, this isn't. So. Well, this is the in the pocket segment, buddy. We're not talking about Michigan. We're talking about NFL football, guys. <laughs> uh, Hike. What are, What are your thoughts on the uh, Minnesota game this week?
2: Yeah, well, you're gonna talk about Michigan disregard. Let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing
1: that. Yeah. This is uh, a like, pro football podcast. Of
2: course. I mean, I to be honest, I think the success of the Vikings this season lives and dies with Dalvin Cook. Um, it just they have a nice, they got a solid like. Mix a pass game, run game, going there, and they can kill you either way. And when the run game goes down, then they're stuck on the pass. And defenses seem to eat Kirk Cousins alive. Um, and I think if they keep this balance going, like this Minnesota Dallas game should be a real treat to watch. Really, if you're into offensive football, um, you know Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Dak, the receivers, like.
1: Well, one of the problems. One of the problems with the Dallas Cowboys, I think, that, that they're going through and have gone through in the last couple of years, and I'm not blaming Mike McCarthy for this. I'm just blaming, I think, the mentality of the locker room, uh, maybe even Dak. I'm not going to blame him. I'm saying ask the question. But they play down to their talent a lot, and that's something that doesn't win you many football games, does it? No. No. It, it, yeah, I don't. Like, I just, I can't figure out the
2: Dallas Cowboys. Kind of like you can't figure out the Detroit Lions. There's just, there's something there. And the Cowboys don't seem as, you know, bad luck as the Lions as of late. But the last 10 years for the Cowboys haven't been spectacular. I mean, they're no, and, and but- on the up and up. Dak last year with the ankle, you know, and it just seems like there's something in the heads of those players in that locker room where they're. Yeah, like the Patriots start to to kind of beat him up a little bit. And the Cowboys had that moment there where it looked like the Patriots are going to win the game. And like well, the Cowboys, they're, they're unreal. You should be able to pump 40 on the Patriots and move along.
1: Well, and if you guys, you know, our gem listeners love, as Tyler says, my annoying statistics. But um, in case anybody's wondering, this is the first time mm-hmm. that the Lions have been 0-6 since. Or excuse me, let me correct myself. The last time that the Detroit Lions went 0 6, Tyler, what did their record finish at? 0
0: oh, and 16, and we're going for 0 well, 17 this year.
1: The good news is for Lions fans, because I know when my Browns didn't win a game, I actually got yelled at for this. Um, you, you might be the first team to ever go 0 17. The Lions are having a hard time this year. Uh, it just, there's a little fun statistic whether it don't see you or not I do or not. I'm. Like I schedule, don't, I don't see it. what Tyler, what did I tell you early in the year before you even, and I know that, and I, and I'm going to choose to pick on him here before you even on this podcast, Tyler has put in a lot of work and really deserved, has deserved and earned an opportunity to be on the show with us. So Tyler, we all are very proud of you, but, uh, Thank you. I said that I said that before season even started. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I, saying. I, I'm looking at it. like. I said, you might not win a game. Did I not tell you that in, in I, private? Did I or did I not? Yeah, no. I,
0: I know. And at that point, and I And that's why.
1: I, and that. No, no. Go ahead and finish. And then I'll talk some smack.
0: I'm just looking at their schedule. And it just gets depressing. What if they beat the Browns in Cleveland? I,
1: please like, do. Be, I don't care. <laughs> that'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> but they got the Rams. We too. need healthy
1: players before we can win a game. Uh, we don't have
0: any healthy players. And even if we do, it doesn't really help. So,
1: I don't know. Okay. Be- mm-hmm. Take a deep breath. Musa, Tyler. We have Baker Mayfield out. Nick Chubb out. Cream Hum out. Jarvis Landry out. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. questionable. Jedrick Willis Jr. left tackle questionable. J.C. Treder, questionable. Ty Conklin questionable. Uh, J.O.K. out. We're you want to talk about injuries? Eat me. Okay, you're supposed to be winless right now. We're supposed to be like <sighs> okay yeah there's a little worse i guess now yeah. but Cleveland's i will say
2: unhelpful.
1: now let's let's do a proper segue here because i was so confident in saying that the lions might not win a game this year i think that everyone should listen to me because i'm pretty sure that the standings this week as far as our picks go may reflect that so heiko if you're ready uh i would very much like to hear the standings of our pick'em segment before we go into our picks this week we're about 32 minutes into the show. I said we do a condensed show, uh, but uh, who's sitting atop the leaderboards, brother? So that was quite the segue. I
2: like that. Uh, so we're. Uh, well, still- do I know how to still- pick them,
1: or do I know how to. Even when I'm not allowed to change my pick, I still know how to pick them.
2: Still in the lead uh, with 67 points, EJ um then Asterix in second uh, second what's place. my
1: team name though come on you give him the team name every it, week say it out loud Mayf- buddy.
2: mayfield of dreams thank you and, uh leading with 67 uh gempres 13 uh in second place with 53 and 12 bring them to 65 uh, and then tyler and i are duking it out for last with uh, 56 each
0: yes sir i like that i like that we don't care about the other and two. i
1: still did we never actually since dave's not here we can take a vote and we can team up against him and i'm going to take an opportunity to maybe do so we never actually said last week after we do the show if injuries come out can we change the pick can we take a quick vote I'm i'll cautious. remove i actually you know what we'll make it kind of interesting here because i have a biased opinion I will remove myself from the vote. And when Dave comes back, he can be the tiebreaker unless you guys gang up against him. So, can you change your pick due to injury reports after you make your picks?
0: Uh, I, I think so. Yeah.
1: I, I'll vote uh, yes. Heichel, because- Heichel, you're either going to get to keep your job for a long time or Dave's going to be pissed. The all in your <laughs> court, buddy. Listen, I've
2: I've said from the get-go, I'm fine with it. He forgot his picks week one, and we all forgave him. So okay,
1: it's true. This is and fun. then so then yeah, so then different. should I? I asked. So do I? Because Dave didn't put his pick his picks in. He gets the point. Do I get my point back? I mean, there's so many aster- Dave gets two asterisks on the season, and I'm only doing yeah, this because he's not here to defend himself.
0: <laughs> I think you guys yeah. have screwed like me over at ten picks. So. I'm just putting that
1: Okay. How do we? Okay, let's how did we <laughs> screw you over on 10 picks. Come on. If, if we're going to get, if we're going to put our stank 10, on the air, what's your I stank, Teddy?
0: 10 asterisks.
1: For what? No, I have
0: no reason. No reason. I just need to get back <laughs> in this somehow.
1: Why? Because you're just bad at picking games. I am bad Tyler's at picking games. Tyler is probably the best gambler. Again, I've you all have heard me say this. Tyler's probably the best gambler on the show but i pick them better than tyler does but tyler also knows if i were to bet money on those pickums i'd immediately yes. lose them
0: <laughs> and they would
1: like just flip yeah you should start doing that to give us a chance you got to swing <laughs> for the No pick. i'm not why would i why would i gamble everything that i've gambled on has allowed me to stay in this beautiful home that i am this weekend by the way mm-hmm. i'm up here in gladstone seeing at my friend's house dog sitting and boy am i and and heiko and tyler got to take a peek some nice digs this weekend folks okay there might be a little echo in here why because it's nice it's a big i'm enjoying myself <laughs> but as your current number one um most accurate picker on the show i think that it's fair that i get to decide who goes first in this week's pick'em. and i'm gonna do a little uh reverse so magic so tyler coming up from the cellar digging his way out of this hole tyler who are your picks this week Let's walk through them and pick your favorite game of the week.
0: All right. Yeah. Undefeated week on your
1: way to get back in this. Um, we got Thursday night. And, which is and, and, be- and well, hold on. And, no, this I does ha- should be said. Normally, we do record the show on Wednesday. So for those listeners of this show, we're recording. It's about 630 on Thursday night. So if you're listening to this, our Broncos-Browns pick we're about to make, probably not going to be relevant to you. But the rest of the picks will be good. Uh, you just might not get to catch the Browns Broncos pick in time. So please don't be relying on us to be um, your guru. So Tyler, go ahead. All
0: right. Yeah. So I like Cleveland tonight for you, AJ. I think Keenum's going to be a serviceable enough player tonight uh, at home. Prime time. I got the Browns uh, got Packers in Green Bay against Washington. That should be a pretty simple win. Uh, Tennessee at home against Kansas City. I'll take the Titans there. Uh, big win last uh, Monday night. Uh, Falcons at Miami. I think Miami's a dumpster fire. I got the Falcons there. Uh, New England and the Jets. I have the Patriots at home in that one. Uh, Giants at home against Carolina. I think Carolina's kind of falling off a little bit. The Giants are a little banged up, but I'll take them at home. Um, Baltimore at home against Cincy. Uh, Ravens have been on a roll. We got the Raiders at home against Philly. I have Vegas there. They played really well with El Gruden first game. Kind of shocking there, but they did come up with a win.
1: Um, and that was probably that that was probably the one game this week that we really should talk about. i i picked the Raiders to win that game because I thought they'd find a way to rally behind the loss of John Gruden, but I I'll give you two each a quick second on that do, The Raiders deserve a tip of the cap for last week, do they not? They do
0: yeah they they kind of like they needed to win that game too season wise. Um, yeah, they won pretty easily. i I thought that in
1: Denver it's a big win for sure. Yeah. Hike a quick thought and then Tyler take it over
2: They seemed uh, like the offense was kind of born again Like they had a little more pep in their step And uh, you know the leash had been taken off
0: mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see how they go the rest of the year But uh Kenyon Drake
1: had a nice game Yeah, yeah. For sure
0: But uh, then we got the Rams at home against Detroit We have the Stafford revenge game He might break every record in the record book this week Um, they are going to kill the lions at, in LA, um, got them there. Uh, the Cardinals at home against Houston. Again, those are going to be two blowouts. Uh, Tampa at home against Chicago. That's going to be a closer game than I think, but I think Tampa is going to come out with a win. Chicago has been playing not horrible. Um, I have the Colts winning in San Francisco, uh, San Fran's banged up injury wise. The quarterback situation is kind of a mess with Lance and Jimmy G. Uh, they're both banged up. I don't even know who's going to play. I think. Is leaning towards Jimmy G, but I think the Colts pull that one out. Hike, why do they have so many primetime games? <laughs> What's up with that?
2: Um, uh, you know, I probably because I complained and have sent countless emails for about th- <laughs> 30 years now. Right, right. And then the last game of the night, uh, or the week,
0: Monday night, uh, Seattle at home against the Saints. I'll take Seattle in that one. And then I'll do my tiebreakers scores. I have Seattle 21, Saints 17. Uh, Colts 28 Niners 24 and a close one Two close games hopefully And then the most points this week is going to be the Rams And the fewest is going to be the Lions That's what I <laughs> And that's in the same game I think it might be like 40 to nothing So that's where I'm going with that this week
2: Hike you're up Alright, alright, alright Sorry. Uh, so I'm taking uh, Cleveland Awkward tonight.
1: Awkward delay. That's all right.
2: We're, we like those. It's like the we call we call for, that
1: we call that a Canadian second.
2: Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> that was a, polite, a polite pause. Uh, yeah, you I'm know, taking Cleveland tonight with the you know Case Keenum and his re- revenge game against the Broncos. One of his multiple uh, revenge games, I guess, that he could have. Uh, Green Bay over the Redskins, you know, could be a potential shareholder of the uh, Washington football team after this. Sorry. Uh, The uh, Chiefs over Tennessee, I I really do think that the Titans are kind of, they're a bit of a disaster right now. Defensively, they are very hurt. Uh, We'll see what happens this game, but I think it's an easy win for Kansas City. Falcons over the Dolphins. Patriots over the Jets because they have to uh, Carolina over the Giants, Cincinnati over Baltimore this week. Uh, a lot of faith in the Bengals. Uh, okay, Vegas you, you break
1: break that one down. Well, you you're going to pick the Bengals over the Ravens in Baltimore. You got to give us the why.
2: The Ravens are a sham. That's it. That's all I have to say about them. The Lions had them He's beat. So Lamar
0: Jackson
1: the, Hold on a second. Tyler Golders.
0: I was just saying they dominated
1: the Chargers. Lamar Jackson is probably playing at a better pace than the year he won the MVP, and you're going to say that they're a sham. I am the first person on this podcast to not like the Baltimore Ravens, okay? I hate Art Modell. I hate that team. I hate Ray Lewis. I hate Ed Reed. I hate everything that has to do with the two Super Bowls that they stole away from my town. But there's no <laughs> way that Lamar Jackson and this team at home loses this game to a second-year quarterback and a rookie wide receiver. I, you got to I'll give you the shovel, dude. You got to dig your way out.
2: They 100% lose this game. I'm telling you for free. This is a big coming out party game for Cincinnati in the division. And I'm sick and tired of the Ravens being a part time team. They play a third of a game, and then come playoff time, they're all of a sudden surprised, and everyone's got to do some looking inward when they get their asses handed to them. Well, you don't play a full friggin' game all Mm -hmm. season, and this happens year after year after year after year, Mm -hmm. and they come back with the same formula, and then it's like, oh my god, what happened? The same thing that happened last year. Like, I don't know. I'm just i tired of the Ravens getting all this respect, and then the teams that take them, you know, like the Lions had them knocked down. You know, like they went friggin' 12 rounds with them, and just, you know, the Lions lions themselves. The Colts... You know, pretty well lions themselves. I don't uh, like, yeah, good teams find uh, a yeah, way. Yeah, I'm with you. That's, that's, I, I get it, but I don't know. I just, I can't, I refuse to give the ravens more okay, credit so, than they did.
1: So then, let me ask you too this, just because um, I have a vested interest in this. And Hike will go first. Tyler, answer. I will, and then Hike will move on to the next game. Is this the biggest game? in the AFC North right now. This can really set the tone for the rest of the division. Uh, Ike, go ahead.
2: I, yeah, 100%. Damn. I think it's the
1: big,
2: biggest game in the division.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think the Ravens do win, but it's, it's definitely a big game. Since uh, he can come up and be, if they can win this game, I, I don't know. It changes a lot of things for sure.
1: I, I don't think that if Cincinnati loses here that anyone's hurting. Um, I, I think the Ravens do win this game because they're at home. But that second game, I think that if Cincinnati continues to play at the level that they have this year, it's going to be for a division title when they, they meet again the second time. Um, I'm going I'm to take that second game as most important. Potentially. But at this point in the year, this is probably the most important matchup in any division. In the NFL. So, Hike, we'll move on to raiders Eagle, Go ahead and finish up your picks, bud.
2: It's all right. It's all right. Well, uh, I'll calm down now. Uh, so, I think the Raiders over the Eagles, Rams over the Lions, uh, Arizona over Houston, Tampa over Chicago, Colts over the Niners, and Saints over Seattle Monday night. Uh, with the score of the Monday nighter, I got the Saints at 34, Seattle at 28. And that score is not going to be pretty to get there, but it's going to happen. Um, Seattle, surprisingly good run team right now. Um, but then, then the other one, I got the Colts at 31, San Fran at 14. Uh, most points this week, bang on with Tyler at the Rams, and fewest points this week, for the Lions.
1: Wow. So I guess it's my turn, and I'm going to be the only one as always, and I will start off with what a lot of people said last week about the Arizona matchup. Sorry, EJ, I'm going to take the Broncos tonight against the Browns. I think we have far too many injuries to pull this out, even at home. I do like Case Keenan, but, uh, you know, when Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., David Njoku, J. Dick Wills Jr., J.C. Treadwell—that that's seven, okay, seven or eight of your 11 offensive starters can't play, I just don't see that there's a way that we win this game. I do like Teddy Bridgewater, uh, whether or not he's you know 100% ready to go tonight. Uh, I- I'm gonna take the Broncos tonight. I just don't think in Case Keenum plays really well. Awesome. I mean, I'm gonna still have my jersey on, maybe rooting for my team. Uh, I just don't think that there's a way that the Browns win tonight. I'll take the Packers over the Washington Football Teams. I'm actually gonna pick the Titans over the Chiefs. I think that they're finding a way to win after having adversity earlier in the year. Uh, The Chiefs really haven't been the Kansas City Chiefs that that we've grown to know and love over the last couple of seasons with that high-flying passing offense. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is still one of the best quarterbacks in this league. I do truly believe that. I just think that the Chiefs' defense is also underperforming. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans in that game. Uh, Fins up against the Falcons. I'll take the Dolphins there. New England Patriots against the Jets. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers on the road against the Giants. I'll take the Ravens at home Raiders at home against Eagles L.A. Rams. Matt Stafford gets a victory over the Detroit Lions, Arizona Cardinals over the Texans at home. A lot of home picks here. Buccos over the Bears. I am going to take the Niners over the Colts, unlike you two. And then I am actually going to take Seattle at home to split the difference here. Um, I think that it's very difficult. Going into Seattle, going against the 12th man is difficult. The Seattle Seahawks have always found a way, and Heiko, you were kind of talking about this. Um, running back by committee has always been something that Seattle has done well since the absence of Marshawn Lynch and, and breaking up that Legion of Boom team. Um, Seattle has been great running back by committee. I like them at home against a team that's going against a guy named Jameis Winston, who's you know throws a few interceptions from time to time. Tiebreakers. I'm going to take Seahawks 24 against Saints 20. And then 49ers, 35 against the Colts, 7. I think they blow them out there. Most points this week, I will continue to bang the drum with the L.A. Rams. Least amount of points this week, I will go different. I believe my Cleveland Browns don't do well tonight. So that wraps up my picks for the week. Um, and that pretty much wraps up the, the show here. I, th- I think we're about done. Boys, how you feeling? Good. Feeling
0: good. Good. Uh, yeah gonna be a good week of football I think um you don't think the Browns are gonna they're gonna be the lowest scoring huh? I'm about to I, bet on them.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I think I, I don't know I think Kingdom's gonna be fine.
1: Donovan if if, if we do win okay That's it. if we do win Donovan Peoples-Jones will play a significant factor in this game. Yes, a Michigan alumni. Actually, Tyler, I will say this. Last week, I did stand up on my bar stool and, and shout, I love Michigan one time, okay? Thank you. And then I immediately he's took it good. back. But hes he has been a – he might be one of the top three best number three receivers in this league right now, and he's continuing to get better. So that's a compliment to him. Uh, but our running back, uh, Hillard or something like that, at number 25, I think his name is – uh, I just – if Case Keenan can pull it out, fantastic. Um, Kevin Stefanski is a great coach. I just don't think that's the way the Browns win tonight. This is at home. You got that boy. Is isn't Landry back? I know it's at home, but Jay oh, can, whether play. whether or not oh, – and this is the thing, because whether you're looking at fantasy or ESPN or the actual articles, no one can hold – like none. no one here can say he's 100% playing or not playing tonight, Okay. Um, I've heard that he's playing. I, 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 still don't know that him coming off of an injury and I know he's a tough guy. Okay. Everybody remembers the hard knocks episodes where he said, I don't care if you're hurt, you have and play. Um, I just don't know that his physical ability is going to be enough to overcome the amount of injuries we have at the number of significant positions that are injured. Is that a fair way to say it? That, that's what I'm going with. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I know what yeah. you're saying. It'll be interesting. Definitely low scoring tonight. Teddy Bridgewater is really banged up too, but I saw I just got an update that he's playing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to watch it. It's football on a Thursday,
2: but definitely not, final. not as good as it Hike. could have been.
1: Hike, final thoughts? Browns, Broncos tonight?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm still taking the Browns, and uh, to be honest, I'm kind of just happy going into the weekend now. We're kind of in like the sports giving season where... Baseball playoffs, NHL's back, NBA's back, we got college Everything's Everything's in right now.
1: And no. just because Dave's not here, and I know if we do this, it'll piss off my one buddy that listens to this podcast, and I'm going to do it just for him. So I I'm going to give you <laughs> – no, not you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it to piss off my old friend, okay? We're going to do one piece of NHL news, and that's the Seattle Kraken opens up their new building, their new barn this weekend on Saturday – Hike. Uh, any thoughts on Seattle with their home opener? I want Seattle Kraken,
2: NHL baby. I want to know what the name of the rink is going to be, like what the nickname is going to be. Like, what are you going you to call it the Crack Shack? Like, what, how what's, does What's this... No,
1: what's the official name though? It's something Care Arena. Oh, it's um, Climate Change. Climate Change uh, how, Arena or uh, something like that.
2: How Dolphins Arena or something. Whatever the,
1: however. It's you a know. very positive message. Name. It's I actually don't hate it. Climate Climate's uh, Arena yeah say it again tyler
0: climate pledge arena
1: yeah it's not that's you know what yeah that's well, a like, good it, seattle yeah, team it's got, great, it's got a great name
2: it's got a great name too yeah we're gonna climate pledge arena. except we're gonna keep ice
1: in a I, I think you're right we'll call it the crack shack <laughs> the crack shack yeah i like the crack that sh- that's, that's what it should definitely be on all gem podcasts from now on the crack shack
2: I mean we should make a it team to at some point just so we can take a picture in front of the crack shack. I'd watch a game at the crack shack. For
0: sure. Well, sure
1: all, all, well all cracks and all shacks aside, that's going to wrap up this week's edition of the in the pocket segment. We are so happy to have had you guys listen. Thank you for enjoying this ride with us. Thank you to our sponsors, Sports Center Barn Grills, Sue's Best Sports Bar 5 years in a row, 2 years best swings. Remember, listeners, coming up here in the future, voting's going to open up. Let's get it to six years in a row, best sports bar, three years in a row, best wing. Make sure you check them out on social media and Facebook. Again, that's Sports Center Bar and Grill. It's the Sue's best sports bar, five years in a row, two years, best wings. Thank you again to Northern Superior Brewing Company. Uh, find them in the tap room at Northern Superior Brewing Company. Check them out on Facebook and social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, as well as their website, northernsuperior.org. Check out Northern Superior Brewing Company, where they are superior, and it's a northern thing. Thank you to our co host this week, uh, Tyler Willett. He is Escanaba Excellence and Notorious NORSC. Thank you so much for joining us, co host of the Hot Seat. What do you got going on this week? I heard you're doing a little travel.
0: Uh, Yeah, for sure. Uh, Escanaba finishes up their season for football uh, in Gaylord. They're playing Hastings, which is outside of Lansing, but they're meeting halfway in Gaylord. Uh, my brother's on the team, Adam, his last game of his Escanaba football career. So me and my other brother, Austin, who also goes here at Sunshine. we're going to take a little road trip on Saturday up to Gaylord to to see the fam. So should be a good time for sure. Going to tailgate the central yeah, and, game beforehand and then make the way up. So
1: And, and I've got an opportunity to see your brother play. Uh, I remember earlier this year, Adam comes up to me. He told me that he was left tackle and I, my eyes went home wide open and i know we don't like to, uh, i don't i know when i host i don't like to curse on this show but i went holy shit dude you made left tackle that's the most poor position on the line and exactly that's i gave what. him i gave him two guys to watch tape on of course one of them being joe thomas whether or not he listened to me i don't know but his first two steps were incredible this year he he did such a phenomenal job on a team that you know unfortunately i, I think this would be safe to say and i'm not trying to pick on the guys um they underperformed i thought they were gonna have a much better year than they did. But Adam, your brother, Tyler, was certainly not the reason. If anybody on that football team did their job to the best of their ability, your brother certainly did that this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that was said, for sure. That's what I'm up to this weekend.
1: There you go. Tyler, thank you for joining us this week again. Escanabe excellence, the notorious NORSC. All the way from Central Michigan University. Tyler, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Justin, we appreciate you being here as always. Our loyal, faithful, and always present co-host. How you doing, buddy? What do you got going on this week? Uh, Not too much. Uh,
2: Just going to hang out. Watch a shit ton of sports. That's uh, a prime spot on the couch this weekend.
1: Well, I took I took the swearing off for one minute, and we we're gonna to go to a shitload of sports right off the bat. Oh, well,
2: I mean, that's what we talked about last five minutes of the show. We're gonna just curse away out the window. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if we're gonna go for it. We might as well go for You're it. But... Swear, make it, make it worth it. Come on. All right, so last five minutes, we'll dump it if we actually had to. No, I'm just kidding. We'd never dump <laughs> it because we we. You know what? I will say this, and for those listeners of the show. Dave does touch on it from time to time but we maybe spent and guys be honest here feel free to unmute your mics we spent what two minutes talking about the show and I showed you guys the house I'm staying at like listeners of this show I hope you guys appreciate that we really are this is raw this is us these are our opinions and and we're giving them to you with the information that we have at the time and we really hope you guys enjoy it boys uh, I'll give you each a piece here
0: Uh yeah, we kinda just go for it. Um I think that works the best. Just like you said, raw. Uh not on we have kind of a script, not really. Uh I kinda like it that way. We get off track every once in a while, but that makes it better in my opinion. So I think we do good. Well
1: well, hold on. Speaking of off track, I am gonna go off track because I said I was gonna tell you guys one funny story today before we started the show. Not that we script it. Um no, we do have an outline. We really don't talk about our content, but this weekend I got a Halloween party, right? And both you guys know I've been seeing a new lice lady. Okay. Nobody on the show is unfamiliar with that. Um, so we're supposed to be going as Hugh Hefner and Anna Nicole Smith, because she is a beautiful blonde lady, right? So I go to I go to St. Vinny's no no ads. I go to St. Vinny's, I go to Goodwill, I go to Walmart, I go to Maurice's, I go to Marshall's, I go to Glicks, I go to every Meyer, I go to every store I can think of. I can't find this like nice red robe or uh, I was even shopping in the women's sections. Like, do you have any women's silk robes? Like I'm digging, you know what I ended up doing it. guys and and Tyler, you won't be surprised <laughs> with this at all. Cause you know how I am,
2: you know what I ended <laughs> up
1: doing to come up with the perfect Hugh Hefner costume. No, um... I, I went, I went out and I rented a tuxedo for the weekend (laughs) just for one halloween party i went out go for it i walked in there and i looked at the guy i'm like hey i got a weird ask do you have a red smoking jacket and how much would it be and he tells me i'm like you know what for that price let's just do a whole tuxedo it ran the spot i just uh, i got a whole tuxedo for the weekend <laughs> so that, yeah, that's up. hanging upstairs. Oh, we're gonna be the best dressed couple this Halloween party. So not to get off topic at all, but uh, that <laughs> nice, was the one thing. Nice. No, I had to. You you know me, Tyler. If you're gonna wear a suit, you're gonna wear a tuxedo. And listeners, if you're gonna wear one, wear it correctly. Okay, make sure the brakes at your ankle. Your pants aren't dragging. You know, never button the bottom button. L- know what you're doing if you're gonna wear a suit.
2: <laughs> so right, right. uh tyler or
1: hike go ahead and wrap up i
2: I like the smoking jacket i like just call it a smoking jacket
1: i didn't know but i couldn't find a smoking jacket that was a problem i went in there looking for one and the guy's like i don't have a smoking jacket well they had this other like maroon coat with kind of this like paisley subdued pattern on it and i'm like oh my god do you have that jacket he's like we don't have that one in stock and i go oh shit and he turns right behind me, and he's like, oh, but we got that one, and it's a perfect maroon jacket with a black collar. I'm like, get the tape out. I'm a 42 long. Let's go. I'll take 10. No, but you know what? Weekend. I might I might ask him. I actually do really like this suit. I might ask him how much it is. I might keep it. I might keep this tuxedo. It's a good one. Well, but, Mike, uh, anything else going on with you this weekend before we wrap it up?
2: No, it's, uh, that's it for me. I, I got yeah. nothing. No
1: smoking jackets. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Jim, listeners. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Thank you to Sports Center Bar and Grill. Thank you to Northern Superior Brewing Company. Um, I am your special guest host this week. My name is EJ Russell. He is Tyler Willette. Yes, sir. He is Justin Heichel. As far as I know. And we will catch y'all next week on the In the Pocket segment sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Northern Superior Brewing Company. We will see it.